This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Beckinsale, Yokoso. Watashi wa nata no host des, Joel. Honjitsiwa. Kabushigai Shasta Jiojubri no animation eganitsi to go. Siokaishimas. What? You didn't get that, Kent? Yes, I did. I, Where am I right now? <laughs> you are in Beckinsale. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you, everybody. Even even the inflection as well. I tried, but here's the thing. That's Google Translate and nothing else. So I listened to that on repeat at work while you were probably looking at me. And I was trying to just get that <laughs> Wait, intonation down because that was exactly what I was... I hope that sounded like Japanese to any Japanese speakers out there. I hope someone shuts you down and they're like, do you realize how many swear words you just said? <laughs> I hope not. Uh, but welcome to Begasel. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. <clears throat> Jacob. Jay, 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 babe, Jack, where uh, are you? Jacob's not here. Yeah, uh, we're, we're sorry. Uh, he could not make the show today, but we have brought on with us a guest, which yes, we will get we to have. in a moment. Okay. But first of all, we want to thank you for listening to the finale of our uh, Biggest L Sports Tournament show. I think everyone was surprised sports by the winner. movie tournament. Yes. Okay. Not a lot of people picked the winner, which was surprising to me. Well, do you know why? Because it shouldn't have won. I think it was fine. So I think Alex did a great job. I think we did great. He did good. There was some bias there. Everyone online agreed with him. Mm, uh-huh. <laughs> but also we want to thank you all uh, for participating uh, in Patreon. We have had a great, yes. great time uh, interacting with you there. Also, we want to remind you, Kent, you want to do the reminder? Yeah, absolutely. So we've talked about Grub Pass just a little bit, but now we are leading into something really, really fun and exciting. So we're actually locked in for a meet and greet. Details to come. So just watch Facebook, watch Twitter and yes. Instagram uh, because we're going to make sure you guys can get some free food and you can, uh, well, I'm sure Join you've us, met us, us before, but hang come out. hang out with us and eat some free food. Free food. And it's going to be uh, near the end of April or yeah, early, early May. May. We're still trying to get the date hammered down because Jake isn't here. We can't even work out our regular schedule. <laughs> He's our business guy. Yes. I think. Is that all the announcements we have? I think that's it. And let's jump into it. Okay. Our guest today is a wonderful person who's already become maybe my favorite listener with a lowercase l. <laughs> <laughs> but favorite with a capital F, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Is that the thing now? Uh, but we have here Chris Anderson. Chris Anderson, hello. Hello, gentlemen. And Chris... Oh, so is, proper. Chris is a, Chris is a patron, <laughs> and she, she's actually a member of the Baking Council now. I am. Uh, but before she came, became a member of the Baking Council, she said, hey, uh, I'm you know, a patron. I would like to have an idea for a show. I would like you guys to watch anime. Essentially. Yeah. This, yes. And by the way, this was months ago. And when we do these challenges where we watch something, which, by the way, we're open for, I mean, give or take Within the, the request. Yes. I mean, we did actually watch 51 Hitchcock movies. We did. But and, and your request was what, Chris? Studio Ghibli. Studio Ghibli. Now, we looked at it because Studio Ghibli, if you don't know what that is, it's an animation studio in Japan. And they have created a number of beautiful and Academy Award winning films oh, yeah. like that. They're wonderful films. And most of them are accessible and family friendly to general audiences. Absolutely. So we looked at that and we said, OK, Studio Ghibli. I said, Kent, how many have you seen? He's like, I've seen like three. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I've seen about six. And yeah. I'm like, OK, what's the time frame of when we can get this done? And here we are in April. <laughs> what, five, six months later? <laughs> it's OK. And Chris has been so, so patient. With Honestly. Us. But she uh, she was so kind to come here and record with us today and also to bring us gifts. I know. Amazing. Not gifs, gifts. Gifts. Well, that's how you spell it. It's not actually the word is gifts. Yes. Gifts. She brought us some presents, uh, some treats, some uh, Japanese treats, including yes. some ramen soda mm-hmm. and some haichus, like yes. legitimate haichus. 
from and, Japan. And yes. also some candies and treats from the movies we're going to talk about today. And bacon soda. And bacon soda, Why which we saw in the live video. I was the gifter of the bacon soda. <laughs> yes, you were. But we also wanted to bring up uh, that... So we're going to be talking about Studio Ghibli films today. We know that a lot of listener, a lot of listener out there <laughs> may has, haven't watched these movies because yes. they think anime, they think weird. Well, it, it is weird. Definitely no, some not. of it's weird. Some, some of okay. it's definitely weird. Some of it's right down the middle of the road. No, here's the thing. Like, it's speaking, like, I'm generally a hipster. So this should, like, appeal to my very soul. These kind of movies that are... Except they're, like, super popular in Japan. Yeah, well, that's true. But here, like, no one's seen a lot of them. Maybe no. three or four, kind of like I had. We want we wanted this to be an introductory course for well, you. You know, we've done the kind of shows where it's been, like, a... We want to proselytize the word of Supernatural <laughs> or Doctor <laughs> Who or Mystery Science Theater. And in a way, this is kind of that thing. We... We are going to format this like a tiered show. Yes, we're we're going to be tiering these. We have twenty one movies we're going to be going through. There's going to be seven tier ones, seven tier twos, and seven tier threes. Yes. But before we get into this, yes, I want to. We have a guest, and uh, Chris, we ask these questions of all our guests that come. We on. are very prepared. For <laughs> we're this. very prepared for this quiz. <laughs> but we hope you are as well. We want you to ask, answer as quickly as possible. Are you ready? I'm ready. I feel like you're more than ready. I think I you am. are. <laughs> all right. Which is better, Karate Kid one or Karate Kid two? Duh, here on a Japan show, Karate Kid 2. Yeah. Ah. I guess you're the only one that's ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is worse, Star Wars Episode 1 or Episode 2? I've only seen Episode 1, so this is one I had to re-listen to. I'm going to have to say, Joel, you convinced me yes. on Episode 2. Episode 2. Yeah, so, so the terrible. one that you haven't seen is worse. So one that I haven't <laughs> seen, seen so I'm not going to see it now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you write movies using stars or letter grades? Letter grades. Okay. okay. Which is more America? Rocky Four or Independence Day? This is another one I had to listen to. Shocker. I've never seen Independence Day. Really? I know. It's a formative movie. But you haven't seen episode two either, but you still agreed with me. Uh, And I haven't seen Rocky Four either, and I'm going to have to side with Kent on this one. All right. (laughs) Is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? It's a Thanksgiving movie. Stop. Right. (laughs) Don't be a fence sitter in the middle. middle. You're a fence sitter. (laughs) I am because you can watch it. At Halloween, you can watch it at Christmas. I have been, I watched it like a couple of weeks ago because it was on television. So, it's a great movie. yeah. <laughs> All right. Buffy or X Files. This is another one you guys had to convince me on because I could only go by the movies. Mm-hmm. I've never watched really any of either shows. It's going to have to be X Files. Okay. Yes. Uh, Lord of the Rings or Star Wars? Please Lord tell me you've seen those. Okay, I have. There we go. <laughs> I have. And Lord of the Rings all the way. Yes. Which is more Christmassy? Die Hard or Lethal Weapon? This is another one you guys had to convince me on. You know, Chris, when we talk about these movies, we kind of assume that everyone's seen it. I know, I know. Well, I'm not into action movies, so I apologize. Alan Rickman sold it for me, so it's got to be Die Hard. I'll take it. Makes sense. People just don't know. Uh, (laughs) Phantom or Les Mis? It's the one with the better lower-voiced female role, which is Eponine. And then finally, Labyrinth or NeverEnding Story? Labyrinth. Ah. Yes. I think I won most of this. I don't know if you did. <laughs> well, David Bowie was my first crush. So as Jareth seems yes. a little inappropriate. I'm I know. Just gonna put that Jennifer Connelly was probably one of mine. So. I know. Well, it was it was it was David Bowie and Carrie Elways from The Princess Bride. Yeah, it makes so. sense. All right, let's jump into Studio Ghibli. And one thing you said before we started recording, which I want to bring up, is that you said, and I completely agree with this. You can get anime in any flavor possible. Absolutely. You can get straight down the road uh, dramas. You can get mm-hmm. kids fair. You can get super weird. We'll leave it there. 
stuff uh, for all ages yes. and maturity levels. Right. Uh, so it, it really isn't something you should be afraid of. And I do feel like Studio Ghibli is especially uh, accessible to American audiences for one reason. For the most part. For the most part. There's some that are definitely bizarre. I would say they're a little more classy and they're a little more thematic than your average Disney cartoon, though. Yes. A little, a little more. That's the thing is like these aren't like... Most of them aren't kids' cartoons. If anything, they're teen and adult cartoons. Even though they're not mostly PG. Cartoons. Yeah. And then, yeah, they're mostly family-friendly, too. Mm-hmm. So let's let's jump into Studio Ghibli. Yeah, so teach me. Uh, yeah, and Chris, I mean, maybe this is a lot on your shoulders. I know you just watched a documentary <laughs> about uh, his name is Hayao Miyazaki. Yes. One of the founders of Studio Ghibli. And that's G-H-I-B-L-I. We, I always call it Ghibli, but it's, it's Ghib- Ghibli. Ghibli. And I'm, I'm Ghibli. mistakenly, I yeah. have mistakenly for the longest time called them all Miyazaki films. Yes. And I not until I did this show that I went, oh, there's different directors. Yes. Well, the majority of the Studio Ghibli films are directed by Miyazaki. I think he did yeah. 10 of the 21, if I remember okay. right. Yeah. And then you have uh, Tak- Takahara. 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 Isao he, Takahara. He, Isao Takahara. He was the other co-founder of Studio Ghibli. He, re, he also directed, I think, maybe four or five other ones. But most, most of them are those two guys. Right. Well, I want to bring this up just kind of in a, in a brief... We can talk about it more when we get to it. But there's actually... So when they first started distributing uh, Ghibli movies, Studio Ghibli movies, they altered them significantly. Yes. For like American release. Yes, for American release. Like, this isn't accessible for American audience. We're going to change it completely, change the names, change the story. Yes. And, and it ticked them off. It ticked them off so much, in fact, that when uh, Harvey Weinstein <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> but the studio, we don't need to, we- go, we don't need to go into Harvey Weinstein, yes. but, but we can because he is sent a weapon. Yeah, well, that's just it. So he, he was he wanted to do this and he wanted to take some of the Studio Ghibli things and distribute them to America. And uh, Hayao Miyazaki, actually, it was just Princess Mononoke. It was. Yes. But he but uh, he was talking about cuts and Hayao Miyazaki sent him a katana Kitty. with it's so a sword. And on the sword, it was engraved, no cuts. And so since that's then, so awesome. that's been the deal. No cuts. Studio Ghibli released in America is going to be the same as it was when it released in Japan with the alteration of the, obviously the dubbing is the only real difference. All right, let's jump into Studio Ghibli. Founded on the 15th of June, 1985, which technically was after one of our films, but six of Studio Ghibli's films are among the 10 highest grossing anime films made in Japan. So okay. Studio Ghibli is like the king of animation in Japan. They've been making films since about mid 80s and they've made 21 films. And on the 3rd of August, 2014, Studio Ghibli temporarily halted production during the retirement of director Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, and they haven't... Okay, so they made their last cup, last film in 2014. 14, yes. They have not made a film since then. Even though, is he retired, Chris? I mean, is he coming back? Well, there's talk of him coming back. There's Takahara. a film. Yes. There's well, Takahara. Actually, he's dead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Who's <laughs> dead? <laughs> the other founder. Isao okay. Takahara passed so, away. Isao Takahara, Takahara, Hayamizaki retired. And so Studio Ghibli kind of doesn't know what they're doing. For well, actually, um, they both kind of retired at the same time. Retired or retired? Quotes. See. Did, are Takahara we, are we cutting Takahara? was still alive. Okay, so they retired together and then he died. So it's not like they were doing every movie together. Like they let other people work on these movies. So why? It was their last movie 2014. Like why not allow the studio to continue? Um, they thought that by not having either of these two men making films, they yeah. didn't think that they were going to be successful. So basically they thought they'd be Pixar of the last 10 years, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just it. So they, they, these two were the driving force. Like we're talking writing, we're talking animation. Like they were actually drawing things. They yeah. were directing. They were doing it all. And so then when they left, I think the studio kind of went, I don't know what we're doing. 
And so they're... Which they're, is unfortunate because they did actually have several really talented directors like Hiromasa Yonabayashi. He was the wow. one who did... Wait, say that again. Hiromasa Yonabayashi. Uh-huh. Wow. Got it. That's impressive. <laughs> um, he was the one who did When Marnie Was There, which was their... Their final film. Technically yes. their final film. But Miyazaki has said that he would come out of retirement for another movie. Which is currently in production. Yes, they said that. But the thing is, Miyazaki's 78, I want to say. And this movie, they said, isn't going to come out till 2020 or 2021. There is actually no date. I recently uh. read a news article written. It was on the internet, of course. Mm. But usually they kept to a strict schedule. It's like, right. we're going to have this movie out on this day. And they would push it to that day. This one, they're like, we're not going to push it. But he wasn't quite ready to give up. Yeah. I think both uh, Miyazaki and George R.R. R. Martin are sitting on some beach somewhere, <laughs> just, <laughs> just kind of drinking some martinis and just like, yeah, we'll finish stuff. Because well, fans, man. I looked at the dates, I looked at the years, and Studio Ghibli really hasn't taken a break since the mid 80s. They've, ta- they've made a movie every one to two years. And so to have them not make a movie for five, five years, years now, now yeah. it's very unusual. So here's what I love about the Studio Ghibli movies that are different from most cartoons that we see yes just the themes in these movies like they actually purposely stay away from heroes and villains very very complex characters right everyone is pretty gray and i'm even saying like there are heroes and people that you root for in a movie but the antagonists always kind of have a reason to do what they're doing which is like real life it really is and so like even people that you hate you're like I guess they're not the worst person because this makes sense to them. And so I really like the themes, yes. although sometimes confusing. And we like it simple here <laughs> yes, in America. Yes, because we're yeah. Americans. Yes. <laughs> Should we get right into it? Let's jump into it. Because so, there's a lot of movies to cover and there's going to be a lot of tangents. Yes. So we'll try we're going to tier each one of these, like we said, tier one being the best, tier three being the worst. We've limited ourselves to three. So even there's times when I wanted to give something a tier one, yes. but it got bumped out. Or I wanted to give something a tier two, but it got bumped out. So And don't listen to Joel or I because clearly Chris is the expert here. So she, listen to her. Tearing. She is literally and wearing uh, Totoro really. earrings. I am. And, and uh, spirited away socks. Spirited away socks. <laughs> Ken and I are wearing bacon cell shirts <laughs> because, because we're we like promoting our, our brand <laughs> in the bacon cave. Oh. Okay, so everyone paying attention. Yeah, we talked a lot about anime and its its origins with we're Studio Ghibli. half hour into the show. But we do want to explain these movies That's and okay. just, just listen and try to imagine the synopses. Maybe Open go watch mind. the trailer and see if these movies would be good for you. Yes, I encourage you to watch the trailers of these because some of them are like will pull you in, even right. if the description doesn't. But let's start with 1984, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Which yes. is not a Studio Ghibli film. Technically, no. Look at you. It isn't. And we, we're going to bring that up. Uh, let's first of all give a synopsis. So warrior and pacifist Princess Nausicaa desperately struggles to prevent two warring nations from destroying themselves and their dying planet. And this one is directed by... Miyazaki. Yes. So this is the one that this is before, like you said, Chris, that Studio Ghibli actually existed. But this is, I would say, the one that propelled them to start yes. the studio because they all worked on it. This was made by to- Toei. 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 Yeah. Which was a different. This was kind of before uh, Studio Ghibli was Studio Ghibli. Uh, Miyazaki was working at Toei, I believe, with Takahara. Correct. Yes. And then they went, hey, this is actually something we can do together. Let's form our own company. And well, actually, it was the company called Tokumashoten. Oh, which is a publishing company. They also do anime, uh, comic, manga, comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we want to 
be specific. So, so this is like a post-apocalyptic movie, essentially, and yes. it has a female pr- protagonist. And most of these movies do. They actually. do, yeah. yeah. And there, there are these creatures that are just decimating Om- Omus. everything. Yeah. Omus, yes. They're like trilobites, basically. These yes. giant trilobites destroying the earth. And it, okay, this movie is nightmare fuel. It, it really is. <laughs> you watch this, and there's like stuff that happens that you're like, that visual is going to be in my head forever. But not, and all within a PG realm. This isn't like disturbing. It's just kind of it's creepy. It's destruction like, as th- well. Think of like a like a Secret of Nim kind of style of animation. Yeah, exactly. Which is actually the same years, um, but. The English version, I, I want to bring up some of the stars that are in English version because yeah. I'm always, it's like a time capsule of who was popular at that time. So this one's like Alison Lohman, Patrick Stewart, Shia LaBeouf, Uma Thurman, uh, Mark Hamill, Jodie Benson, The Little Mermaid. Well, keep in mind, even the the translations happened probably late 90s, early yes. 2000s. Yeah. And so they go, went back and just adapted yeah. all of these movies. Definitely, we should clarify that. So it's when they translated it, not necessarily when it was made. Yes. And this was the one that when they released it to American audiences, maybe like a year or two later, they they cut out about 25 minutes of the movie. Yes. Like pertinent scenes. And the, the poster for this movie, which was not Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, it was called Warriors of the Wind. Yeah. <laughs> and it had a different monster on the front. Different Omu. Yeah. And it had four men that were not in the movie at all on the movie poster. And then well, they we had, have to make this movie Nuska flying in the back. You want to like. Get it looked like a He-Man cartoon, essentially. Yes. It looked like it. But see, when it was here in the 80s, mm-hmm. you know, that's who they're going to want to attract. They're like, how is, are we going to attract American audiences? Right. But they yes. cut out like 20 minutes yes. of story. And left this thing kind of just in shambles. And then we're surprised that it didn't do well in American theaters. Crazy. So this is the one that got them really ticked off about that. It was definitely a first movie uh, for this studio. And I say that in quote, quote marks. It is, it is released a lot of times in Studio Ghibli collections, which is why we chose to include it. In this. Right. And so you could tell what movies kind of drew from this. But the, the potential of this movie that led into everything else makes this a tier two for me. Because I did enjoy it. You mm-hmm. can just tell it's a little bit more rough as far as the process yes. goes. I would agree. This is a tier two for me as well. Middle of the road, great animation, interesting visuals, and the story was okay. Yeah. And tier two all around? This, tier two all around because that was the only slot I had to open because I didn't know that not Yay! to kill speak. It's included. <laughs> we agree. Would you, would you have given it a tier two? I mean, yes. if it, okay, because this is one that's fine. Uh, it, it does feel a little messy in and it's, story. Well, and it's fairly dated because it is older and no matter yeah. how much restoration you do on it, it's still going to have Well, and they're trying to cram like a whole big serialized manga. All right, so, so our like, next movie yes. from 1986 is Castle in the Sky. A young boy and a girl with a magical crystal must race against pirates and foreign agents in a search for a legendary floating castle. Can I um, provide my little short IMDb? Yeah, of course. Mine is two steampunk kids take on sky pirates and the military to discover the mysteries behind mythical floating city of Laputa. That's great. That's actually much better than that. (laughs) Can I just read from the IMDb? That's a good description. Some of these I have actually actually rewritten some of those. It, plot, any, anytime synopsis. you want to jump in and give those, that's fine because <laughs> a lot of these are dry. Yeah, and I know. Some of the American cast, uh, American voice cast was like Anna Paquin, James Vanderbeek, Mark Hamill, uh, Mandy Patinkin, yeah. Cloris Leachman. I love yeah. Cloris oh, Leachman. She did great. a wonderful and so every, job. Yeah, I love her as a comedian. So every time she did, she's done a couple of voice roles in me, in the Studio Ghibli films. So this one is a, is a Miyazaki film. Uh, this one is very successful. Uh, made fifteen point five million dollars. So this is kind of this is the first Studio Ghibli film, and it was a success. This kind of cemented Studio Ghibli as like a powerhouse. But this is uh, one that I I feel like this one was so bizarre, 
but like an acceptable kind of bizarre. I agree. Castle in the Sky uh, has influenced a lot of other things, too. Uh, like people have said that it influenced Disney and Pixar with movies such as Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Uh, they said it influenced parts of WALL-E and even Up. Uh, yeah. All kind of like tie back to something from Castle in the Sky. And you know, there's actually a theory about this movie that Dola the Pirate Queen. Uh, she is actually... Voiced by Cloris Leachman. Yes, she is actually Pippi Longstocking. So does Miyazaki's take on Pippi Longstocking. He's loved Pippi yes. for years. And he actually wanted to make Pippi Longstocking the strongest girl in the world. And his concept art for that movie that he wanted to make mm-hmm. looks just like Dola. And is actually in Dola's living space. Well, we and talk- unfortunately, they couldn't get any rights to do a Pippi Longstocking. But yeah, she anything. has the, the red hair that yeah, goes up and everything. She does. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's the other thing we talked about. I don't know if we talked about this on the air or not. But we talked about how uh, Hayao Miyazaki, we talked about how he had his female protagonist. Yeah. But that he did Anne of Green Gables. Uh, yes. An anime version of Anne of Green Gables before they ever did Studio Ghibli. Yeah. Which I, I just, I think it's funny that so many of these uh, female, prominent female characters well have known, yeah. with him. Well, and in the documentary they mention how on earth is it possible for a 70 plus year old man to understand the heart of a young girl so yeah. well and he does wow. it he he nails it he, he it's what is. they said about woody allen too pull back that's probably the worst to. thing you've ever said i know but <laughs> I, I, had to. <laughs> I had to am i gonna have to be the master of the yes, family yes, friendly yes, honestly. <laughs> he's <laughs> lost <laughs> he's lost all privileges but uh, I, I give this movie a tier two a tier two yeah i enjoyed it, it it's Slightly forgettable elements, but I would like to uh, maybe revisit it at some point. I'm going to give this one a tier one. Okay. Because this one, I, I maybe it was Cloris Leachman as the Sky Pirate. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the, the whole, her just falling with the rock, holding her up. I love that visual. Yeah. There was a lot of things in here that I thought, there's the bizarre storyline with the surreal characters. I enjoyed it. The Sky Pirates are fun. It's got a steampunk element and magic. I really enjoyed it. This is a tier one for me. Nice. Chris? It's a tier two for me. All right. Okay. That's fine. We're going to have differences of opinion. Fine. <laughs> it's okay. But I love it anyway. And yeah. I have to say many of the these movies, even if they're tier three, mm-hmm. compared to some of the other animation that's out there, they are all <laughs> tier one. There's some tier threes that deserve to be tier yes, threes. Yes, there are a few. But I would say that the majority of tier twos and tier threes would actually be, in any comparison to other stuff, would be tier ones. Yeah. Okay. All right, we got to get through these a little quicker. <laughs> uh, let's go with another fun one. Grave of the Fireflies, 1988. Stop that right Woo, now. Grave of the Fireflies. A young boy and his little sister struggled to survive in Japan during World War II. Aww. And that does not even sell it enough. Okay, do you want to hear my... Uh, yes. Please do. Okay, now I'm stealing this from my friend Taz Hinkle. So okay. I, up, Taz? I doubt they're listening, but... He better listen after this. But um, the description I got, because... Actually, they were the ones who lent me the DVD to check it out. Is a movie about two kids slowly starving to death during World War II. It's true. My heart just literally sunk as you said that. This is a a little boy taking care of his little sister. Mm -hmm. And it is so harrowing. And he's just trying to get some food for her. And and I mistakenly thought that this was... uh, they they survived the bombing of Hiroshima or Nagasaki. No, it's not it's that. The fire bombings no. in, it's the fire in bombings, and so it's something. It's a little different, but it's still this. This boy just has to take care of his sister, and he doesn't know what he's doing, and he's trying his best to be positive, and it is heartbreaking. Have you guys seen the uh, post about the actual poster of this movie? Because the poster of this movie is the the two kids, and they're sitting there, and there's fireflies dancing around them. Well, it makes it look like it's so sweet. But here's the thing. Someone lightened the poster, and there is a bomber in the background. And those are not fireflies. They are bombs. I've not seen that. Oh. It's awful. I mean, my heart breaks for this movie. This is one that Joel told me to watch in like 2014, 2015. He's like, hey, you like anime? I'm like, nah, not really. I don't like cartoons. You like crying? 
And he goes, maybe you should watch this because it's deeper. He knows I'm kind of a, I like the darker matter, yes. essentially. And he's like, well, watch this. I'm like, okay. And I watched it and I was like, oh, I came back the next weekend. What did you do? <laughs> well, and Why did you do that to and, me? And one of my notes as I was making with all of these is, you know, Roger Ebert absolutely loved this movie. Yes, and then I have a note that time. says Kent Dunn hated it because you had referred to it in a previous episode. You guys kind of touched on Grave of the Fireflies mm-hmm. and you said it was kind of sappy and they're using a child to pull on your heartstrings. I, I don't agree with it, my own statement then <laughs> okay, because so never mind no it is it is a extremely well-made movie it is so touching it is nearly unforgettable so much that you don't ever want to watch it again uh, and that is actually what happened is i watched it the once uh-huh. it ripped my heart out mm-hmm. like the second indiana jones movie where ha! the dude you know yeah. just think of Santa holding my holding my ha- my heart in his hand and just crushing it yeah but i was so grateful to have watched it because it we only know the stories of World War II from our shores. Right. Mm-hmm. We never really get to see what it was like for the Japanese. And actually, you know, we always hear that the kamikaze pilots all wanted to die for their country and for their emperor. And everything that they'd sacrificed, they did it willingly. And mm-hmm. actually in this, you see how heartless people had to become to even just survive day to day. Yeah. Well, and that there are letters proving that some of these kamikaze pilots are like, I do not want to die for my country. I don't want to do this. But if they didn't, but I have to. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's the thing about this movie is I feel like it adds humanity to war Absolutely. where you hear this, you hear this point of view of, you know what happened and then you see this other point of view, but it's just putting, and this goes for both sides. It puts real people in there. Now Miyazaki has said a number of times, this is not an anti-war Actually, movie. Actually, this was an Isao Takahata film. Well, yeah. But I mean, Miyazaki said that this is not an anti-war Takahata movie. Takahata Do you say that too? Yes. Oh, they say it? Oh yeah. I don't know. I have notes here. Notes. People. Wikipedia guys. People, you keep, have to be people keep calling it an anti-war film and it's not an anti-war film. It's just showing people in war and it is, it's hard to watch. I've said this before on the show, but uh, I watched this in college. They didn't prepare us at all. They're like, hey, we're going to watch some uh, J- Japanese animated movie. And I'm like, cool, whatever. Dragon Ball, awesome. Yeah. And then it got to the end and it went to credits and then the room just went dark and all I heard was just... <laughs> like yeah. everyone in the room was just sniffing. We were all destroyed. And nice. I watched it again. I did decide to watch it again for this show. Me too. You guys are brave because yeah. I refuse. We both waited until the end to watch this one. It, yes, yeah, this it, it was hard to watch, but it was less hard knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. So, so, so with that happy note, tier one. It's a tier one movie. <laughs> this one was hard because it's a tier one message, but it's tier three. Oh. Just- <gasps> What? Like I said, I know it sounds heartless. Why do you hate? Why do (laughs) somebody dropped a bomb there? Jeez, Setsuko. I know. Sita, Sita. Well, and the (laughs) just everything about it just was so heartbreaking that I. I just uh, it's understandable. Wow, dare to be the villain, Chris. Because I'm my horns. I'm I'm giving this a tier one as well. Yeah. Well, and like I said, it was so hard because it's a tier one, but it. Tier three. No, I, I get that me. though. I get that. It, it's oh. a hard movie to watch, but this one has stuck with me for years. I've never forgotten it. So, so wow. wow. Okay. So that movie so, was actually a part of a double feature because it helped get another movie made that the original pitch was thrown out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like these two were the perfect double feature because one crushes you and one kind of brings <laughs> you it's back. such an yes. odd pairing. And the next movie that came out the exact same time is My Neighbor Totoro. And this is 1988. When two girls have moved to the country to be near their ailing mother, they have adventures with the wondrous forest spirits who live nearby so here's the thing anime i've always kind of struggled with it and totoro is definitely one that i watched way back in the day it was my first ever miyazaki movie Mm -hmm. or 
Studio Ghibli movie, yes. although it is Miyazaki. It is Miyazaki right? directed this one, yes. But it's, it's this thing like I feel like a pervo when I watch anime. <laughs> no, like I, 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 but this movie is about a cat bus. <laughs> no, but it's not about just the cat. Y- you don't want to know where my mind just no! went. Oh, family friendly. <laughs> like this is one of those when I was a teen. I was probably sixteen, seventeen. I was like. My neighbor Totoro with a big fuzzy cat. Like, what could go wrong? It's a giant fuzzy cat. And in fact, this is the logo for Studio Ghibli. Yes. Like, they have It is Totoro. their mascot. I mean, and, and, you find, G- which, you find Totoro's why everywhere. Did pick, why didn't they pick Setsudo as their mascot? Yeah. <laughs> Even having... <laughs> I know. Sita. Even having watched this movie back in the day, I said, well, I'm good. I don't really need to explore that genre very much. Like I, it was quite delightful. At no, the but time. Totoro, he's like as he's as popular as Winnie the Pooh is here. Yes, like that's like the big thing. Like all the kids love Totoro, big fuzzy yes. Totoro, and they have the the cat bus. I sent you the picture of the real cat bus. Absolutely, too. Um, and also so some of the American cast is like Dakota Fanning and Elle Fanning were yes. the two yes. sisters, yeah. in this and movie. which was advantageous for when they were redubbing the lines because then you had that sisterly dynamic. Yes. yes. In- so essentially, like Totoro is kind of like I would like a messenger of sorts like you can't really see him he's almost he doesn't near talk. fantastical because you know it seems like a sick kids can see totoro and that's pretty much it totoro is the god of death what that is the rumor so people that can see totoro are close to death or already dead because well, their mother was dying so when may the little girl goes missing and a sandals found in the pond she's actually dead Say, no, what? sorry. No, no, Satsuki, she, her sister, goes, opens the doors of death and asks for Totoro's help to find her sister. And she finds her sister. They go to her mom's hospital. Guess who's the only one that sees Totoro? Their mom. You dying. think the kids are dead? I think Totoro is That's the god of death. That's a dark take on Totoro. But so actually, Totoro doesn't go to the hospital. Isn't he just outside? Is they no, sitting on it, the tree branch? It, they've taken the cat bus. <laughs> That's so <laughs> this, weird. This show is so weird. I wish Jake were here right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, but here's the thing. People have like believed this for a while. So Studio Ghibli actually had to come out and say, everyone, do not worry. There's absolutely no truth or configuration that Totoro is the god of death or that May is dead (laughs) in my neighbor Totoro. We really don't want people to believe that rumor. Well, and I don't blame them because it's It's a movie. It's cool though. It makes a movie better. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. um, It's tier one for me because of the sisterly dynamic. I have two older sisters. Yeah. So I know what it's like to be looked at as the kind of annoying tag alonger. Mm hmm. And so I, I just, I love this movie and I'm not really into dark stuff. So, okay. So you don't like the death, the God of death. The God of death is not my thing. I (laughs) quotable quote. I think it's a tier one as well because it's just so so iconic. Absolutely. Yeah. I gave it a tier two. That's fine. It's fair. I get, get, no, I I didn't want to. This is one that got pushed out and it's, it's, I love the interaction between the two sisters. I think they play really well off each other and the, the animation is fun it was just a little too out there for me and a little... It, it's definitely geared towards kids. This yes. is definitely a kid's movie. Not only that, but it's also very, very Japanese. Yes. And there's a lot of folklore involved with this that I was not tuned into. So it could bump up to a tier one, but right now it's sitting at a tier okay. two. Barely. Next up, we have 1989 Kiki's Delivery Service. 13-year-old witch leaves home with her black cat to begin her apprenticeship all while dealing with boys, girls, and feelings of inadequacy, a classic coming of tale. Yeah, perfect. Coming of age tale. Yeah, uh, voiced by Kirsten Dunst, Phil Hartman as the cat in his final role ever. Yeah. Yeah. And Brad Garrett and Janine Garofalo. Like, there's a couple different good voices. So, this story, it takes, it's a really beautiful movie. The city she's in is beautiful. It's- it is based on Stockholm, Sweden. Okay. And there's an island called, uh, or a town called Visby. Okay. And they have witches there. Which is also in Sweden. They scouted this for the Pippi Longstocking project that never got off the ground. Ah. And they, pref- if they're not going to have their movies based in 
Japan, America's just too boring and we're just too all yeah. over the place. Okay. We're too, you know, super powery. Right. <laughs> that's the only word I could come up with. So they, so a lot of times that's why you get some of these old world. Yeah. England look or European towns because it's got more personality than yeah. what we have over here. And they were kind of saying Sorry. this is this is a town where World War One and World War Two never happened. It's a big melting pot community as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was a little weirded out at first because it's like it's this whole thing where okay, witches as you know uh, go to towns and then do an apprenticeship for a year as you know, and I'm like <laughs> I don't know this. This yeah. is all new to me. It's just like the Amish do. But the thing is, I lo- I, I thought the voice acting was good. I, I like Gigi the cat. This is this is a, a unique movie. And it yes. was funny how it just didn't go anywhere I expected it to. Exactly. Because I'm like, oh, a witch in a town. They're going to hate her. They're like, oh, hey, witch. Welcome. And they absolutely adore her. And she doesn't see she doesn't see it in herself. Yeah. Yes. And well, so, that's the thing. It's kind of a Spider-Man 2 sort of story. Kind of, Spider-Man yeah. came after her, but you know, she loses her powers and has to realize at what point she can get them back. At yes. what point does she believe in herself again? I thoroughly enjoyed this one, actually. I'm going to give it a tier one. Okay, that's really nice. I give it a tier two. That's so I really <gasps> enjoyed it. Don't be mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> How dare you? You gave it a tier one? It's tier one. Okay. This is so one of fun. my very first Studio Ghibli movies that I had even heard of yeah. and actually watched. Okay. Don't, don't be mad. No, and I, I think I think the, the character of Kiki, she's so good in this movie. And then the surrounding characters, it's actually really enjoyable too. But yeah, tier one. So so our next movie came out in 1991. This is Only Yesterday. A 27-year-old office worker travels to the countryside while reminiscing about her childhood in Tokyo. Uh, voice actors Daisy Ridley and Dev Patel. Mm-hmm. This one actually has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. How? <laughs> I'm playing my hand right now. You played your hand a little bit. I take it this is a tier three for you. It's a tier three. By the way, I I forgot to mention this, that Kiki's Delivery Service was actually the highest grossing film of of 1989 in Japan. And only yesterday was the highest grossing film in Japan in 1991. But it's so boring. (laughs) So it's basically a woman uh, referring to her past. There's flashbacks and then current day. It's nostalgia. Yeah. It's like a sleepy Well, and the situation with this is Taiko grew up in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. She longed for a more idyllic country life, which is something that a lot of the people who live in Tokyo actually deal with. It's like a, it's okay. like a rom com, like where the, this big city girl goes back to the to the city or goes back to the country, but it, it doesn't have the rom or the com. Um, <laughs> this I'm I'm not the audience for this movie, and I fully right. acknowledge that because I'm not a, a woman who grew up in Japan, but. This movie hit a note. Like they, they, they made this movie about uh, just nostalgia of a woman in Japan. Relationships. Very straightforward. Not yes. fantasy at all. And it resonated. Like this became a surprise box office success for all genders. That's why highest grossing in 1991. Well, and it, it touches on something that people in Utah are going to understand that if you are single beyond the age of 25, <laughs> you have the plague. And so, you can see so, ghost children on so the you bus can see, with you. You can see yourself as a ghost. So you got to go to the country and, <laughs> and enjoy that. And so you reminisce about your younger self. I get that. That makes sense, actually. Yeah. And it's just, I, and there was a cosmic anime finger boop. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> That's one of Joel's band names in college. <laughs> cosmic anime finger boop. Yeah. We got kicked out of it. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, of course you did. That's perverted. <laughs> but this one, like I said, I'm not the audience. I appreciated it. I liked, they had the, the Rose, the Bette yes. Midler song. Which they had a version of a it. A lot of these American songs in these movies don't really fit. This one was fine, but this, eh. is, this is a tier three for it's me. It's a tier three for me as well. Well, and I would have thought that you would have thought it was it was awesome because they don't like pineapple. They don't. That's and true. I appreciated that. <laughs> this, this isn't one that I, that I disliked. It was just one that didn't didn't resonate with me because I'm not the audience. Yes. Uh, would you give it, Chris? Well, this one for me actually came in at a tier two. Okay. Because in many ways, I can relate with Tycho because mm-hmm. I am a... Tycho. Yes. Because I'm a single woman. Mm-hmm. And people look at me like, what is wrong with her? She's so (laughs) old and why is she not married? (laughs) And then... I also have, like I said, two Chris, older sisters. Chris is actually 96. I am. <laughs> Check out my wrinkles. That's why I have the Miyazaki spot. I was lying about acne. But um, I have two older sisters that in many ways treated me exactly like they treated okay. Taiko. Really? Right. Yes. So Okay, so this resonated with you. Yes, because I, I, I totally felt felt many of her feelings but okay. not to a tier one resonation not to a See, tier one this but is my it was close my flavor of of ghibli would be the fantasy elements i leave a lot of the actual true stories of vignettes sort of stuff i kind of didn't care about that as much as you'll you see in my tier fireflies tier one so so you're basically slice of life stuff you're not really into are you playing your hand like that a lot you'll see well let's jump into the next okay. one okay this is exactly slice of life too <laughs> is it porco rosso 1992 that was a slice of life. So ham, it, ham slice. In <laughs> the piggish Red Baron takes on seaplane air pirates, an overzealous American, and a female airplane engineer, all while trying to avoid the Italian Air Force. Yeah. yeah. So this one actually was voiced by Michael Keaton so in weird. the American dub. And it's just, it is he's super like, random. All right. I'm a pig. He's flying a plane. He's just too cool. He's too cool for school. <laughs> well, they claim that he was supposed to be this super womanizer. Yeah. And I didn't see any of that. The only person yeah. who really seemed to be into him was Gina. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But and she was voiced by. We don't even by, know if they got together. Spoiler well, alert. no, but she was also voiced by the amazing Susan Egan. Yes. Yes. She, yes. I mean, she I'm sorry, job. but Susan Egan to me is a goddess because she has played some of the most amazing female characters on screen. For example, for everyone well, you, listening. Well, you've got Meg from Hercules, which yep, is, yes. to me, a tier one Disney movie. Really? She is also a tier one hot Disney, Disney character. <laughs> so, so Porco Rosso was meant to be a 45-minute in-flight film. So it seems like they had a 45-minute idea that they just stretched a little bit too long there. They did. And this is one of Miyazaki's films he made for adults. He yes. did. But it's just bizarre because this is one where uh, Porco Rosso, by the way, is Italian for red pig. Uh, this was the highest grossing film, not not even animated film like these. When I say highest grossing film for the last couple, they're hitting on all cylinders because it's just the highest grossing film right. of 1992 in Japan. Wow. It's now, insane. my question is, do we know why he was turned into a pig? No, they say that they, cursed. they almost tease. Well, they say that he was cursed, but then they don't really resolve anything. No. There. And I mean, I've watched this one numerous times. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why the heck did they turn you into a pig? Is it because you're like a male chauvinist pig and you're the womanizer? Yeah. Is be. that why they turned you into the pig? I don't, I don't know. know. I haven't read the manga. But there was one thing that I did notice, and it does appear in a later Miyazaki film. Okay. Which to me, I'm calling it the death contrail. Oh. Of where all of the airplanes you see. That's a great moment. He's talking about seeing his friends. Yeah. 
having been shot down from all the, the sky. Right, all the air pilots or water, uh, what do they call them? Water pilots, ocean pilots. I can't remember. Well, at this the time movie. they were like just straight up regular pilots because this is during World War II. But they all, yeah, like, all the ones who have deceased while being shot are, down are in like a Saturn like ring. What, what happens is he's trying to yell out to them and they can't hear him because they're now basically going from the mortal plane to the next plane, which looks like an air contrail. But as you zoom in on it a little bit, they're all airplanes up in there. And that actually, like I said, shows up again later in another film. Nice. Uh, This one, I feel like the detached main character kind of made me feel detached as well. Agreed. Even though it was Michael Keaton. Even though it was Michael Keaton. Yes. Even though Carrie Oles, Wesley, the Dread Pirate Roberts, was like the, the smarmy other guy. Right. But I wish they would have cast... Maybe somebody who had a more authentic Southern accent. Yeah, I mean, no, totally. don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Carrie Elway's one of my first crushes. Yeah, but it's like, why are you casting a British guy to have a Southern yeah. American yeah, that's accent? True. But this is a tier two for me. I liked, I liked that sky, the the funeral in the sky. Basically, I liked that a lot, and I enjoyed Michael Keaton's performance. But I just, they didn't resolve enough for me. They didn't tell enough for me. It did feel like a little watered down, so it's a tier two. All right, it's tier three for me. Whoa, tier three. we dropped a th- Whoa! Tier three. Yeah, sorry, haters gonna hate. All right, our next movie is a brilliant <laughs> movie made oh in 1994, gosh. and it is called Pompoco. Okay. Um, I, okay, uh, let's, before we get into this, I want to say uh, we're going to use some medical terms here. Uh, so <laughs> children, sure we if, are. if children, are, if younger listeners in there, we're going to stay family friendly, but we're going to speak medical terms. A community of magical shape shifting raccoon dogs. And once again, remember raccoon dogs they are called Tanuki. Yeah, uh, that's not a treat you get at some ice cream place. <laughs> uh, struggled to prevent their forest home from being destroyed by urban development. So think of all those 80s cartoons you watched where there was a group of animals in a forest and there's there's developers coming in and they try to fight back. Yeah. But then imagine that these... Okay, here it goes. <laughs> Joel, you ready? Do you need that some help these, with this? That these animals are shapeshifters who <laughs> use yes? their uh, testicles. What, what? Excuse me? They use their raccoon pouch. As yeah, they say. we'll say raccoon pouch. In the American <laughs> version, they say raccoon pouch. Chris, you're being very quiet right now, I noticed. But well, because my <laughs> opinion on the whole thing is if a tonicky offers you a ride to Nirvana on his boat... Turn him down and take a kayak that is made of fiberglass. Yes. So here's the thing. Good call. I I want you to picture the gummy bears. Because you remember the gummy bears, Disney's gummy bears on on the thing, how they wore shirts, but they didn't wear pants. Right. That's what these are like. But there are very prominent bodily body parts while they're standing there. You say that. I mean, you see what's happening there. You see the... Their pouches. Yes, the raccoon Well, and pouches. you see their you, pouches. But you don't see their pouches until later. No, but the, okay, so the pouches are just there like they're, normal. They're there the whole well, time. Sure. But they're just normal anatomical ones. But then, like I said, they're shapeshifters. So then when they will use these pouches in their shapeshifting and as weapons. At, at one point, they are doing a basically a dive bomb attack on many soldiers coming in. Yes. And they are basically using their giant maces. They they're, are they're using their pouches. They hand out how they use them as parachutes first to go in. Yes. And then they turn into weapons. Now, <laughs> family friendly guys. That sounds weird. It's because it is film weird. This there's there's also another part. Once I'm going to use a medical term. And I, I say this because I was watching the English dub, but I had the title the subtitles on there as well. And there's one where they say this uh, sensei is saying, OK, I want all the girls to leave. I'm going to teach the males something. And he has them all sit on this big red rug. <laughs> and he says, hey. You know you can shapeshift? Let me teach you how. And you can use uh, your your testicles 
And he says, and he says <laughs> testicles. I love that he this says, is you happening. Can, he can use those in your shape shifting. And he says, don't believe me? The rug you are sitting right on right now, it's my testicles. <laughs> And the then rug, it's so big. And then the the big red rug starts moving and shaking, and then goes back up under his uh, shirt skirt thing that he's wearing. Yes. And I was just watching it, going, "What? What <laughs> am I watching? What am I watching right now?" So I watched this one before Joel, and uh, I'd like the day before he was about to watch this. You didn't warn me. He was he was like, "Oh, <laughs> well, what? because be surprised." Yeah, he was like, "What movie did you watch?" I'm like, "I watched one called Pompoka. I'm really interested to see what you have to say about it." And I just kind of left it there. And when he watched it, I mean, you just laid it. You're like, you didn't tell me about this? I was texting him going like, you didn't warn me? I'm like, I almost had my kids watch this. And that's the thing. I'm like, what do you say to prepare someone? And I think we are doing just that. But here's the thing. These raccoons, there's many different art styles here. Sometimes they look like actual raccoons. Sometimes they look like gummy bears. When the humans look, uh, when the humans are seeing them, they look like raccoons. Yes. When they're by themselves, they look like gummy bears. And but, then when they do and crazy they have, stuff, well, they have their just am, their regular anthropomorphic. Yeah. yeah, and then they turn into manga. Forms. Like, but the thing is, this and is when ca- they're super super kooky, that's when they're in that super kooky kooky look. But yeah. the adventures these guys go on, and it's kind of like a little animal farm ish, where they really want to defend the forest. Yes. from people coming in to develop, and there is this huge, basically, I would say, this horrific parade where they transform into monsters and, and terrorize the town. the town. And it is such an awesome scene. I love the It is so parade. much fun to watch. Um, also, we haven't mentioned Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Clancy Brown, J.K. Simmons. J.T.T. Yes. And I, I just, I imagine these, uh, Clancy Brown, John, J.K. Simmons, Jonathan Taylor yeah. Thomas being like, wait, you want me to read what? Right. Or doing what? And here's this the was thing. the highest grossing film in 1994 in Japan. This is... Pompoko. This is one of those movies where I think they were like, do we add this in a movie? Because kids are going to watch this. They're like, it's traditional. These... It is. Tanuki. The, tan- the, tanuki are... Tanuki. I mean, it's it's a part it's of... It's part of them. In, folklore. In their yes. paintings and the sculptures, that they have very they prominent shift. pouches. And I will say... I, I'm just saying this, the, the Tanuki, not just their pouches, but the Tanuki and that folklore is stitched into Japanese culture. Wow. Yes. So now, Chris, uh, do you have more to say, Joel? No, no, I'm ready to hear it. So Chris, you go first. Oh, you're going to have me tear this one? Okay, yeah. be surprised. It's a tier one. Wow. <laughs> uh, because I love it for its traditionalness. It's yeah. very traditional. Okay, and Joel? I love it for the music because I, it's very traditional. Yeah. Explaining this movie is a tier one. <laughs> Watching this movie is a tier three. So it's a tier three. I was miserable. I was entertained, but then I was like, it was so quirky and kooky and yeah. weird. And like, it was almost like winking at the camera about how funny it was supposed to be. And it was off putting to me. And so I ended up giving it a tier three. Uh, I'm going to have to give it a tier one. No! I'm so sorry. Finger boop. Hold on. Finger boop. Damn, you don't finger boop nice. on Pompoko. <laughs> Tanuki pouches. A tier three. Here's the thing, Joel. I agree with you. I am like, that was bonkers what I just saw. But of all these movies, and a lot of them kind of meld together, which is kind of a you know a problem when you watch them so closely together. This is one that I will never ever forget. You guys both just gave eco-terrorists a tier one. And here's the thing: this is a sad movie. These raccoons, they die. No, yes. they shapeshift into humans and then live happy some lives. Some do, but there are some that can't. And then again, some take the Nirvana boat. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah. Joel, I will never forget about this movie. In fact, I would watch this again for kicks just I'm, to be like, you've got to watch this Oh, with I've me. watched it so many times. So, I love it. Like there were parts when they're talking about killing people, about killing humans. And then yeah. they kind of joke like, <laughs> but they made such good food. And I'm like, 
Oh my gosh. Next we have 1995 Whisper of the Heart. A love story between a girl who loves reading books and a boy who has previously checked out all of the library books she chooses. He's doing that to get her attention. And this was one this was the first one that wasn't directed by Miyazaki or uh Takahata? Takahata? Takahata. Uh voiced by Brittany Snow, Ashley Tisdale, and Carrie Elwes. As much as I love this show, it's a very this show, Bacon Cell, or this show, Whisper of the Heart? Thank you, Chris. Both. <laughs> Come on. Sure. <laughs> okay, Whisper of the Heart. It's very chick flickish that very. you watch it and it you're seeing this, I love you and I love you and I love you. And then you're and my sister. Wait, what? No, not wrong yet. Wrong movie. Not yet. Yeah, that's wrong one. Oh, wait, yeah. Well, sorry, I get those two mixed up. Yeah. And it's, it's very... This one, she hates him and he's a violin player. Yes. yes. Yeah. And it just is not very realistic. And so you, but as you're got 30 roads. something. Oh, yeah. That's so Why weird. Why couldn't they have played the John Denver Take version? Yeah. And not the Olivia Newton-John. Uh, it was so like bizarre. Tier three. I'm going to give this a tier three as well, even though this was the highest grossing film in Japan in 1995. <laughs> you're so mad are you, about that? Are you keeping track? Like, <laughs> yeah. like Studio Ghibli has They're all the highest it. grossing. Okay, here's the first shocker. It's a tier two. Okay. Because I'm a chick. Yeah, it, it definitely <laughs> Wait, is. Wait, what? Shock, I know. This, I did have a very proud parent moment in this movie when we were watching it where one of my kids says, hey, that voice, that sounds like Candace on Phineas and Ferb. And I'm like, it is Candace on awesome. Phineas and Ferb. I was so proud of them. But yeah, this one, I think the only good thing to come out of this movie was the spinoff, which we'll talk about here in a bit. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So our next movie is from 1997, Princess Mononoke. Which is my official one to say, favorite to say. Princess Mononoke. Actually, Mononoke-san. Mononoke-hime. Not sure. according to the, the Wikipedia. All right, you elitist. <laughs> Gall. Okay. A young prince in ancient Japan is cursed by a demonic boar spirit and must travel afar to ask the forest, forest spirit to cure him. Easier said than done. Yes. Yeah. And this one. Uh, PG-13, Billy, by the PG-13, way. PG-13. A little, a little more violent. One. It's, it's a little dark. more violent. Uh, Billy Crudup, Claire Danes, Minnie Driver, Billy Bob Thornton, Jillian Anderson. This is a the big cast. The cast is phenomenal. Minnie Driver is. Yeah. Is, is amazing. Yes. Yeah. So this one is one that creeps me out a little bit because the Kodama. The, I the, love the, them. They're so cute. They, these little these little guys come out of the woods. The shaky heads. Yeah, they have, they're white, little white figures, and they have uh, heads that kind of twist and rattle. And they have little black eyes, and they rattle their heads, and I'm like, it's nightmare fuel. It creeps me out a little bit. This is the second uh, Ghibli movie that I actually saw, and I saw this one in the theater. It only played about 150 theaters here in the States, yeah, it didn't have and it was playing large. up in Ogden. And I was like, that looks really intense. And so I went and saw this one in a really terrible theater back in the day that was on Riverdale Road. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think I like anime now. Like I had finally reached a point. <laughs> you went to the Cynodome and liked anime? Yeah, I had reached a point where I was like, I think I'm into that. Not that I really delved into any other of these movies afterwards, but I was so down with this because this is a legitimately cool and introspective movie. And this is one that actually did turn a lot of people on to anime. Yeah, mm -hmm. I could totally see why. So, Kent, what are you giving it? It's a tier one. This is the top of the top tier one for me. Uh, for obvious reasons, I like darker content. And mm -hmm. this one goes super dark. It's scary. The creatures in here, they're they're godlike in every way. They're not godlike. They are gods. They are gods. Yeah. And this, so there's threat. Yeah. And also there's this town, uh, or actually the curse is uh, leprosy in this movie. Yeah. And Miyazaki actually talked about that later. And the Iron Town, where there's kind of like a safe haven for everyone mm -hmm. with a disease, was this place where they had to be segregated. And yeah. which happened in Japan to like 1996. And if you want to be cool, like if you want to be cool, you know, when they say like his name isn't Doctor Who, it's the doctor. Yeah. There is no Mononoke character in this in Princess Mononoke. The term Mononoke is a word for spirit or monster, a supernatural shape, shape shifting being. 
So now you know that. Now you can throw that out at parties and be cool. Yeah, there you well, so the, cool. Chris the thing that, oh, well, the sorry. thing that I was just going to say that I, I, this one is a, a tough one for me, but the thing that I liked about it is that Iron Town, even though it was the place that all of the lepers were at, she freed people who were trapped in sexual slavery. Yeah. And human trafficking. Mm-hmm. And she freed these these women and the women were running the town. Oh, it's, yeah. They were awesome. I mean, as we've yeah. already discussed that Studio Ghibli is very women power, yeah. women centric, which I love. Yes. Yeah. But, it, but that's the thing is it's not like in your face, though. It's just like they happen to be the, the person in charge and it's just the way it is. Yes. There's no, I mean, that's there's, how you do it. The, honestly. Yeah. Because there's no like call of like, oh, you're just a woman. You can't do this. Yes, I can. Women power. There's not that. They're just in power. And everyone's cool with yes. that. And I like that. So what so do you guys think? What are you giving it, Chris? Okay, mine, I have to give a little bit of a backstory. The first time I saw this, it naturally would have been a tier three. Whoa. I watched it again here recently, mm-hmm. and it has bumped up to a tier two, but it's, in my mind, it's just a tad bit too violent for me. Oh, mm-hmm. see, that's right up my alley. Well, I know, we know that. <laughs> yeah. So you give it a tier one? Yes. You give it a tier two? It's tier two. I'm giving it a tier three. This was one. Maybe I need to watch it again. Maybe. Well, I've only seen it once. And the music. You have to admit Wait, did you watch that it recently? music is amazing. No. This, I recommend I watched you this one like in, the, I want to say, 2013. The music, the art, uh, every layer. The villains in this movie are not even villains. Kent, I gave no. it a tier three. Move on. Oh. This one, this, okay. So and I say because I understand why other people like this movie, but it didn't work for me. I thought the animation was impressive. The creatures and characters were memorable. I didn't get caught up in the story. I didn't like it. This may be one of the first I'd recommend to anybody. Really? Yes. I wouldn't. I, it's not this, one this of the first jump, I would recommend. This is, this is more the deep end oh, man. of Studio Ghibli. Because it's, like, it's it. another one of those that is very, very steeped in ancient Japanese yes, tradition. Yes. And it gets trippy. So we, that's for the, sure. We, not, not that we didn't agree at all on that. Not one. at all. Okay. Next up, we have 1999, My Neighbors, the Yamadas. The Life and Misadventures of a Family in Contemporary Japan. Which is kind of a terrible synopsis. Yeah, it's uh, a yeah. comic strip. I don't know out if you want to hear mine. No, please do. Is it mine family is friendly? Just, oh, of course it's family friendly. <laughs> Doris Day taught us, K sera sera. So yeah. do the Yamadas. They do. Because okay. that's really all that it's about. Oh, it's, it was based on a Yonkoma. Yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a comic strip, comic strip. In, in film. Like, if, like, like, honestly, if you took, well, that's because for it better, was for worse. based... If on you, a comic strip. If you look for better, for worse, or pickles, or I don't want to say family circus because family circus is terrible. It is literally family circus. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> family circus. No, no, no. It's this is for better, for imagine worse. Imagine family circus done in two minute segments that are unrelated <laughs> to each other and put in a two hour block. It's a, it's a series of vignettes. It's not even one story. It's like you see this little, they put up a title card and then they'll show a story, put up a title card, show a story. And I'll say this, like it's clever. You like the family. It's fun. But two hours of this? Oh. Yeah, it's, it's a little much. But the thing that I, I will say that I appreciated is, again, there are some Japanese traditions that make its way through. It's true. <laughs> this just feels like a whole bunch of shorts that honestly should play before every Ghibli film. But they were like, hey, we have nothing this year. What do we have to release? I have like two hours of uh, this so combined. Tier it's one? a tier three. Actually, okay. I give it a tier two. Okay. It's, it's a tier three for me, but let me just give you a little background. I have we more background. We agree on a tier one. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. But the background on this is okay. The art style is actually in the same art style of the manga that it was based on. Yes. Yes. So that's why it has kind of that mostly weird, basic at times trippy weird look mm-hmm. is because that's how the initial artist drew it. So it's not an original Ghibli idea. It was from a manga yeah. by somebody else. Then Toshio Suzuki was reading it and thought, "Hey, this is kind of fun. Let's just do a short." 
He introduced it to Takahata. He okay. checked it out and really liked it and decided to make an entirely long movie. We've got who, millions of dollars. <laughs> make it. You don't tell Isao Takahata no. Okay. So yeah, we did. We just that did. One. But it's you guys. You both give it to your three. three. Yeah. I thought it was fine. Like, but I do agree. Small portions, please. All right. Next up, two thousand one, Spirited Away. Apathetic 10-year-old Chihito gets caught in a mess after her parents go whole hog on food made for the spirits after they wander into a realm they shouldn't be in. She must gather her courage to save her parents from the chopping block and return to the human realm with the help from her friends at the onsen or uh, sento she works at. So this is one where this little girl goes with her parents and they get lost. And all of a sudden, her parents turn to pigs, and she's on her own in a spirit world full of crazy creatures and sold into slavery. Yes. So it's she weird. She sold herself into slavery, though. Yes, she did. And that's, okay. So What this, kind of slavery? Uh, slavery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one. She just cleaned out baths. Come yes. on, guys. But what was the bathhouse? Stop it. Okay. It's Stop it. not the questionable kind of who, bathhouse. Who was No Face? Stop it. No Face is giving her coins? Stop, Stop it. it. What? Gold. Okay. We're so, just talking about Pompoko. This is, this is Miyazaki. <laughs> This actually stars Davine Chase, who's uh, Samara, from, Samara from The Ring. Dav- Deve. 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 Also stars Suzanne Plachette, David Spears, John Ratzenberger. <laughs> this is the highest grossing Studio Ghibli movie worldwide. This was actually the highest grossing movie in Japan until a certain movie came out in 2016. Your name? Your Kent. <laughs> yes. Uh, this I'm one, Chris. by the way, yeah, you've seen your name, right? And this one, I have it, but I haven't watched it yet. Please watch so it. So good. Oh. To date, this is the only uh, Studio Ghibli movie to win an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. It's it, surprising. And actually, this is the film that uh, finally overtook Titanic at the Japanese box office, becoming the top-grossing film in the history of Japanese cinema until your name. So I watched this movie in two thousand two, or yeah, two thousand two. Okay. And it was at the which uh, is when it came out Provo Dollar Theater. And I had already seen Princess Mononoke a few years earlier. And I'm like, oh, here's an upcoming or a new movie from the same makers. And I brought a buddy who had never seen an anime in his life. Mm -hmm. So we watched this for two hours. And I basically, you know, when you take someone to a movie and you kind of blame yourself if someone's not enjoying themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is a weird, weird movie. So a hundred percent. So because because she's in the land of spirits and there's weird stuff happening that she's she's not supposed to understand. Yeah. Yeah. And so I sat Twins there suddenly and I, I hated the movie, hated it because I felt guilty for taking my friend to it. And so we kind of joked spirit away. Ha ha ha. I've hated it for nearly 20 years at this point. Wow. I recently watched it a month ago. Loved I'd it. Take it. You changed your tune. I totally changed my tune. So this movie is bizarre. Like it is bizarre. Very. Well, again, there's, there's it's one that happening. is super steeped. In Japanese like culture. She's she's put in this bathhouse and they're like, okay, we need you to wash this stink monster. And this big pile of dirt comes in and she starts scrubbing away at it. And all of a sudden becomes a water dragon and flies out. And I'm <laughs> uh-huh. like, wait, what? But I was so enthralled with everything that was going on. And even though I find No Face, there's a character called No Face, which is it's like wearing a black a very iconic a hooded robe. Yeah. And he's got like a white mask on with like black red lines, black lines on it. But he kind of creeped me out. Yeah. Like he just makes these weird noise like, mm-hmm. Like he never says any words, <laughs> and I'm like, this guy's really weird. And then he turns into this monster and starts throwing up everywhere. Like it is so bizarre. But there's a reason that this movie beat Ice Age, Lilo and Stitch, Spirit of Stal- Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron, and Treasure Planet in the Academy Awards because this is by far my favorite. Studio Ghibli. Oh, film. hey. Tier Bravo. one. Easy. By the way, all those other movies you mentioned, terrible movies. So easy <laughs> to win. But well, initially, when this was up for the Academy Award, I hadn't seen it yet because I was okay. still kind of on my 
I don't know if new I like to the whole thing. Well, I don't know if I like anime yet. Yeah. And so I wanted Lilo and Stitch to win because I loved that show. Mm-hmm. By the way, voiced by Duvay. Duvay Chase. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, she, had, yeah. she had two Academy Award nominated films that year. Yeah. Then. And so I was like, and the man. ring, didn't she do the ring that year? Yeah, too? Next year. Oh, next year. Yeah. Um, I was like, man, it lost to this Japanese anime. How <laughs> yeah. dare they do that to Lilo and Stitch? So it kind of, I kind of had a chip on my shoulder, but when I started to watch, this was one of the first ones I watched. The first three I watched were Kiki's delivery service, mm-hmm. this one and Howl's moving castle. Okay. Oh, okay. The music was the first thing that drew me in. Okay. It's because beautiful music. I love kind of that traditional Japanese music that you get in Mononoke, that you mm-hmm. get in spirited away that you get in Totoro. It's got those different chords and tones that you don't get over here. And then of course I watched it and you know, you're seeing a radish spirit in traditional Japanese underwear. You're like, what the heck? And then of course, (laughs) when we hear the term bathhouse, it's like, little skeezy. You're Mm like, we only know what bathhouses are here and they're not family friendly. Yeah. Yes. But over there, public bathing is super common. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like they have public bathhouses and you just go in and hop in a tub with a whole bunch of other naked people. Although Miyazaki kind of confirmed the theory. I'm just saying. (laughs) See, said the symbolism was accurate. I'm just saying. But let's get into it, kid. (laughs) Let's get into the tierings. What do you guys give it? It's a tier one. Tier one. We agree? First tier one. First tier one. Three-way finger boop. Boop, boop, boop. boop. There we go. Uh, It's a cosmic. I will put a disclaimer on this one, though. It is a little intense for children. Because it's some weird stuff happens and some scary stuff happens. No one really like you don't see people like get murdered. I'm not going to lie. Like this is not the first one you should watch because no. it is bonkers. Yeah, it's it's super crazy. So I would recommend it being a it's later an acquired one. taste, but it's a great taste once you get acquired to it. Yes. All right. Our next one is actually a sequel. A of spinoff. Many, yeah, a spinoff, a sequel. It's kind of a weird one. It's from 2002. It's called The Cat Returns. A hel- after helping a cat, a 17-year-old girl finds herself involuntarily engaged to a cat prince in a magical world. Now, this one was actually written to be like one of the stories from yes. Whisper of the Heart. Yeah, actually, she it's has not, little, and that's not questioned. That she has is a, yeah. from the author. She has a fantasy sequence in with Whisper a, of the Heart. A little cat statue, yes. essentially. She writes she, a story about a cat statue. Yeah, she the Baron. runs yeah. off. And then this, this movie is actually about... The cat and yes. an adventure. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is a bit of a cash grab, though, because a Japanese theme park actually asked Studio Ghibli, hey, uh, we want a movie about cats. And Studio Ghibli said, OK. We got a and then the park cats. said, never mind. And they're like, we're still making it. Yeah. This is the shortest uh, Studio Ghibli film at 75 minutes. So it's, it's a very quick one. This is the highest grossing film in 2002 in Japan. Unbelievable. So this one for me, I'm just going to play right here. It is forgettable. I think it's kind of lowbrow. The animation is the worst, I think, in any Ghibli movie outside of maybe my, outside of maybe my neighbors, the Yamadas, so which is very you, purposeful. giving you a tier three. I completely disagree with you. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Really? I love the idea. It's cats chasing things. I love the idea. I thought you liked cats, though. I like it. Not not like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> these are cat warlords. Oh, you don't way. like the Tim Curry, like King Tim Curry. Curry. Okay. That and Hathaway, fine. Carrie Elwes again. Yes. Um, Peter well, Boyle, Andy Richter, Kristen Bell. Uh, this one, okay, so this one I liked better than Whisper of the Heart. I thought it was a better movie. I like the idea of you saving a cat and all of a sudden you're like caught up in like, hey, we want to thank you in cat ways. And I was like, that's not the way I want to be thanked. And then the Baron, I thought was a great character. This is a tier one for me. Kent. It basically steals the labyrinth story. It and is. puts cats as the characters. It's a tier one. I had a lot tier of fun one with this for the one. cat returns. Yes. Oh my gosh. I enjoyed this one. <laughs> well, one thing I found interesting um, in watching some interviews 
with Anne Hathaway, she was talking about how she was always having to scream mm-hmm. because Haru is always having to scream because yeah, she's falling out of the sky or being she's being chased. chased. Yeah. And she's screaming. And the Japanese actress said the exact same thing that she's like, my role is just screaming. Right. <laughs> and I thought the animation was pretty cute. It's yeah. Still a tier three. Yes. You know, it, I mean, I it disagree. was made more I think initially they were ho- like the cat project. Yeah. But then they're like, well, we're going to use this as an, a devel- as a development tool for new directors. Okay. And so they were going to make it into like a TV movie mm-hmm. because they like it. do have another movie that was actually made for television. That's yeah. a Ghibli film. Okay. Kids will love this one. Adults will love this one. And it was the highest grossing movie in 2002 in Japan. So tier one. Tier three. Tier one. At all. All right, so following off of that one, from 2004, Howl's Moving Castle. When an unconfident young woman is cursed with an old body by a spiteful witch, her only chance of breaking the spell lies with a self-indulgent yet insecure young wizard. Yeah. Starring Christian Bell, Joss Hutcherson, uh, Billy Crystal, Emily Mortimer, among many others. Yeah. This one made a lot of money, uh, $235.2 million wow. worldwide. This is a very popular movie. Uh, now, oh, sorry. Oh, no. I was loosely based on a 1986, 1986 novel of the same name. It's very loosely based okay, on it. Because what based. happened is I, like I said, this was one of the first Ghibli movies I watched because mm-hmm. I'd heard of it. So I'm like, well, and it's based on a book. Right. A lot of these yeah. are actually based on other properties, either manga series or books like Kiki's Delivery Service wasn't an, an actual book. Okay. That the author was really rather unpleased. Unpleased? Is that yeah, a word? Displeased. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's impleased. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> you have to remember, I have been up since three o'clock yesterday oh, afternoon. So, um, this was nominated for Academy Award, by the way, but it lost to Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were Rabbit. I oh. love <laughs> that movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> but it beat this one. I don't kind of care. Funny. I'm okay with either of them winning. But as. Having read the book, mm-hmm. I don't know. Have either of you read it? Uh, come on, no. <laughs> oh, come not. on, it's, it's it's a pretty good YA okay. They have nothing to do with one another mm-hmm. except maybe the bones. So you do have a moving castle, and yeah. Sophie does get turned old. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting because Diana Wynne Jones did clearly see it, and she didn't think any less of it. She's like, he has made it his own. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, my characters are in there. But he's made it his own film. And so I appreciate her looking at it. And I know a lot of people, they take properties and then like Harry Potter movies, you have the author so heavily involved, then maybe... Maybe she should stop. Yeah. Well, yeah. But there were things (laughs) that maybe I liked in the book that other people that were making the films didn't Mm. think were important. Right. Whereas she's like, you know what? He took what he wanted out of it created this beautiful masterpiece and it made it his own. Yeah. And yeah. and that's what art truly is, is you tend to take something and something else and turn it into your own. Take other people's right. work and make it your own and call it your own. Yes. But. Oh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kent, what are you giving it? I'm giving it a tier one. Tier one? I actually had a lot of fun watching this. I thought the characters were very complex. I uh, went places where complex. I never would have predicted. And the ending really wrapped it up for me. Okay. Chris? It's a tier one. Tier three. (laughs) (laughs) Kara turns gets a tier one. Yes. And this one got tier three. Yes. I watched a lot of these with my kids. I didn't watch this one with my kids. Okay. Well, no, this one, this one is not one one to watch with children. This one takes a hard left into crazy town. And it's like when you're riding a roller coaster, you're like, this is fun. This is fun. It takes a really hard turn. You hit your head and it's not so fun anymore. That's what Howl's Moving Castle was like for me. (laughs) 
I like I I don't think I had the heart of Spirited Away. I don't think I had the whimsy of some of the other movies. It's like it's like watching a bewildering dream. The animation's great, but the whole time I was like, I'm not enjoying but this. Billy Crystal is a fire. <laughs> <laughs> the little the fire Calcifer is roll. fantastic. Calcifer. Yeah. All right. Okay. I maybe I maybe have to give this one another chance too. But all right. So three. moving on to 2006, Tales for Earthsea. In a mythical land, a man and a young boy investigate a series of unusual occurrences. <laughs> is that not the worst IMDb synopsis you've ever heard? This is uh, Willem Dafoe, Timothy Dalton, Mariska Hargitay, Cheech Marin. Yeah, Cheech Marin. Uh, it's PG-13 once again. I feel bad for this movie actually because everyone hates it. Well, okay. So and, and knowing that, I watched it. I was like, "That's not awful." Miyaz- I didn't hate it at all. Ha- uh, Hayao Miyazaki was actually working on another movie. I can't remember which one right now. Yeah, but he couldn't work on it, and he wanted to. I believe he was working kind of on Howl's Moving. Yeah, Castle. I think so. But then his son Goro Goro Miyazaki, yeah, with yes. the forearms. Uh, yeah, <laughs> can't finish him. Uh, he, his son, the, the studio said, "Well, your son can make it." And uh, Hayao Miyazaki was like. He's not ready. Yeah. So they didn't talk during the entire production. Like this actually was right. This was a sore point of their relationship. Well, and and another thing. Okay. So we saw how Diana Wynn Jones, her attitude with Howl's Moving Castle was. Mm, Right. That she's like, hey, they made it their own. Thumbs up. Yeah. Um, Ursula K. Le Guin. The the author of the book. Yes. Did not like the way that this was executed. Well, she said. And she is is very, she was very vocal about it. She said, quote, it is not my book. It is your movie. It is a good movie, although later she actually said she wasn't very impressed with it and said, quote, this is what happens when this is what happens, quote, when too much responsibility was shouldered by someone who was not equipped for it. Wow. And they had Ouch. made several, you know, they had contacted her because they wanted to do something from Earthsea. Yes. Yeah. She was very anti-Disney because Disney was like popping out movies right. all mm-hmm. of the time. And they were also other animators who wanted to do her work and so she's like no i'm not going to license it for anybody yeah so when she finally heard about spirited away and saw the animation and saw how different it was she's like okay i think i can trust my universe because earthsea is basically her middle earth right Mm -hmm. and then of course when it was made or when she found out that goro was handling it she was kind of upset because she thought that miyazaki was going to be handling it bait and switch and so she was a little bit disappointed sure well not a little bit she was a a lot lot disappointed because she had a giant blog post about it because i guess when she said it's it's not you know my books but it's your film and it's a good film they took that like soundbite it's a good film yeah and ran with it and then when she found out about it it ticked her off no no deceptive And so she was like, I'm going to let everybody know. And so she did. And and what they did is they made a straightforward fantasy movie and they failed because they lost a lot of their creativity, I think. And I I think it had to do with Goro's first film. Yes. Yeah. And watching this movie, I literally felt like I was dropped in the middle of a story with no context. It was what going on. And I was so confused for most of the movie. Right. And Willem Dafoe is just creepy. And I will say like cartoonish villains there, it's a lack of nuance. I will say it, it is a pretty movie. Like I enjoyed watching it. There's, there's a, some cool animation. There's a scene Absolutely. In, a, in the field and whatnot. And it's yeah. Sparrowhawk. Yeah. Hot dude and Timothy <laughs> Dalton. And nothing wrong there. Yeah. Okay. But it's but, super shallow. I know. But it's, it's, it's a, a tier three. three. It is a tier three. We agree. Woo! Cosmic on a, on a bad anime movie. finger boob. This is actually the only rotten movie on Rotten Tomatoes from Studio Ghibli. And it actually won some Japanese raspberry awards i had no idea they had the golden raspberries they have the bunshun raspberry awards and this one worst director and worst movie i believe yep all right our next movie came out in 2008 it is called 
Ponyo. Ponyo, Ponyo, little fishy in the sea. Tiny little fishy, who could you really be? Uh, this is, okay, I should yes, do Yes, I think I love you. Yes, <laughs> I think I love Maybe, you. Yeah, I that. Okay, yeah. Right. Uh, a five-year-old boy develops a relationship with Ponyo, a young goldfish princess who longs to become human after falling in love with him. And it's funny because it's like this five-year-old love. Yeah. It's like a crush on each other. It is. It's adorable. Uh, the voices in here are Noah Cyrus, who's the younger sibling of Miley. Okay. And also uh, Tina Fey, Matt Damon, Kate Blanchett, Liam Neeson, and Betty White. I think and oh, actually, Frankie Jonas. Yeah, Frankie Jonas, which is the littlest Jonas was brother, so too. Wow. Yeah, he's the main kid. So this I'm one, cast. like I know the Jonas Brothers, the, the I only other know Jonas that. Brother. Thanks, you. Wikipedia. Sure, Chris. Uh, <laughs> so this one, a little, a little goldfish. She's not really goldfish though. She's like a weird fish. She's an anthropomorphic that goldfish. Yes. Evolves into a little girl. Yeah. Or like yes. that weird chicken looking monster thing in the middle. Yeah. yeah yes. <laughs> She's like a chicken with the fish yes. head. So I watched this movie with my daughters. Uh, this is the second or yeah, I think it's the second movie in this watching period in the and past I think, few months. Yeah. I think this one is a great one to watch with and, children. And yes. I took Joel's recommendation said, no, actually, if you haven't seen it, watch it with your kids. I'm like, great. And I did. And they loved it. My and I loved, loved it. it. My kids loved it, too. Good. I, I, I thought it was a little simplistic and a little ridiculous and a little weird. But and I was watching my kids enjoy it. And I'm like, OK, I can enjoy this. But there's some really interesting animation in there. And also another thing is, is that they had closed down the digital. So this was another one that was Oh, everything so cool. was yeah. hand drawn. Oh my gosh. Did you guys get the vibe that Fujimoto is basically Liam Neeson doing an impression of Jareth from Labyrinth? Yeah. You get yes. that too? Okay. Uh, actually, so there's a theory. I've talked about dark theories on this one and there is another one that she is another god of death that <laughs> Ponyo is an agent of destruction. Now, wow. are these Japanese people thinking this or is this These like... are weird people on Reddit. Let's be okay, honest. Well, <laughs> so this whole movie is about life after death. So uh, Ponyo's real name is Brunhilde and often... Brunhild means a harbinger of death or a death god. Everyone in the town dies from the tsunami except for one house. So everything is submerged except for the one house, the main house. And then the grannies who couldn't walk before can walk again. And they say, that world is great. My knees don't hurt anymore. And they even view extinct sea life where they are. So they're saying this is in the afterlife and, and everything is movie. fantastical. You, you bring up a good point, though, that Brunhild is actually the name of the fish. Yes, uh, but then he calls her Ponyo, and they chose that name because it's an automatopoeia based on Miyazaki's idea of what a soft, squishy softness sounds like when touched. Ponyo, and actually, <laughs> the reason why her name was Brunhilda was because he was really inspired by Wagner. Yeah, as he was coming up with also these music ideas. about death, and also Ponyo. Well, I'm not into Wagner. Sorry, Ponyo changes into, into a human, which is a power given to her after she licks human blood. She also likes ham. But she ham. loves ham. She loves ham. All she does <laughs> is talk about... That's all she eats is ham. That's my favorite part of the movie. All she does is talk about ham. <laughs> it's like, this is and here's awesome. some sandwiches, but she ate all the ham, so enjoy. <laughs> if you want to know a nutshell, this is basically like a really strange version of Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. And he was also inspired by the Little Mermaid. Right. Yeah. And, it, and actually, another thing that I found kind of interesting is I guess Goro at age five was a lot like Sosuke. And so mm. Sosuke is based on his own son. Okay. Oh. So this is a tier one for me. Tier one. It's a tier three. Oh, oh, Sorry. Now, well, I, well, you don't have kids. I don't have kids. And I watch this with kids. You watch this oh, with yeah. kids. And, and I watched this journey. as like when this came out, I was in my mid thirties. So this was not your cup of tea. No. Listen, and I love it. And I, and it's very cute. And again, this goes into that. If it Chris, was up against other wow. stuff, I'm the last person that should say this, but where's the <laughs> child inside? <laughs> Dead. <'Cause>, just <laughs> like the Redditors. Ooh. Ooh. Oh man. All right. <laughs> hey, That's but good. just remember, Totoro, tier one. Tier no, it's two. too late. 
Uh, okay, so here we go. Next up, we have 2010. Uh, are we going to call it Arietti or the Secret World of Arietti? The Secret World of Arietti. Because uh, it's Arietti in Japan, but it's the Secret World of yeah. Arietti. Yeah, okay. IMDb synopsis it's the borrowers, it's the yes. littles. Yes. We the littles. are the littles. So yeah, this, the Japanese version. It's the about little tiny people living in your walls, and they they use things from uh, your house. They're the borrowers. Yeah. So we have Bridget Mendler, Will Arnett, Carol Burnett, and Tom Holland. And then, well, no, Tom, Tom Holland in the was UK only version. in the UK version. They oh. had three different casts. Yeah, so, so they like, had the traditional Japanese cast. Saoirse Ronan was actually Arietti in the UK what? version, and I was yes. like, ah, oh, I wanted to see that. That's kind of cool. I love her voice. Uh, this movie made $145.6 million. This That's was awesome. a passion project for Miyazaki. He wanted to adapt this for 40 years. He got his chance. This was, and t- this was uh, Tom Holland's first cinematic role in the UK version, okay. too. So this would get him a start. I would yeah. say this is a nice movie. It's a good adaptation. Uh, it's, it's quite simple. This but is adorable. At I the want to bring time. this up because this was interesting to me. This is the fourth highest grossing anime film in the United States. Wow. What? I don't know. Really? What? It was, it was it, and it's the highest, not based on a game franchise. Like it's not uh, Pokemon or anything like that. What? Is that not bizarre? Wait, no, it's not. That's what it says here. Source of all knowledge and truth. Okay. It doesn't surprise me though, because it's very American. Yeah. Because they, they changed some of the names. Like his yeah. name is show in the, Japanese language one, but right. he's Sean yeah. okay. and it's aunt Jessica. Yes. And they call her Hara. Yeah. Okay. This is a tier two, tier two for you. Yep. I'm giving this a tier one. Wow. I don't know why. I, I think it's because of Arietti, the main character. She is so relatable and like fun to watch her kind of see her journey and that I, I enjoyed it. I like the concept. I like the voice acting. I like the Well, animation. there was a scene where she's like, I have my sword. I know I didn't quote that right, but yeah. just the little her, needle, the little yeah, her her sewing needle, her dress pin. Yeah. But the way she delivered that line, I was like, oh come on, honey, you could have done a little <laughs> bit better with that. So you're not giving it tier one either. It's a tier two. Okay. Okay. Our next I'm one. I'm sensing a pattern here with yeah. you two. We're both right, Our, except <laughs> for except for on Ponyo. Come on, Chris. <laughs> the next no. one is 2011, and it's from Up on Poppy Hill. A group of Yokohama teens look to save their school's clubhouse from the wrecking ball in preparations for the 1964 Tokyo Olympics. Voice no. actors Anton Yelchin, Aubrey Plaza, Jillian Anderson. Your favorite Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Uh, succubus <laughs> of charisma. But Anton Yelchin. Love him. Well, this is kind of like, I mean, picture a weird, serious version of Animal House <laughs> where they have to save the, they have to save their fraternity house and yeah. they have to clean it up and, and do it. But they're kids. They're kids. And I, I loved it when I, like all of the girls went in there to help and it was like all the dudes come out and they're like, girls! They freak out. This one is the one, and I mistakenly said before, this is the one where there's a love interest between the main character and her love interest. And then it turns out they may be related. They may be brother yeah, and sister. Yeah, they believe they're brother and sister for a large, like from halfway spoil it from like the that? halfway point. Yeah, I'm going to spoil it. Because they're not. <laughs> it gets Phew. weird, though, for a while there. It's, yeah, because they're like, oh, we have the same but dad. At least they could have talked about it. He just kind of withdrew. Yeah. Yeah. And left her hanging and she's like, well, wait a minute. I thought we had a connection. And so instead of saying, oh, hey, man, I think we're related. Yeah. He just. So this, this was another Goro Miyazaki. Movie. Yeah. This yes. is one where that. And this was approved by Hayao Miyazaki, his dad. So they, they mended the relationship after Tales from Earth 3 bombed. Yeah. <laughs> and then they made from up on Poppy Hill. And many and many critics are saying, actually, I think this shows kind of his strong points. Yeah. Even though Better, it's a tier three. Tier, tier three? three. Yeah. 
Super forgettable. Tier two. Really? Tier two. I really liked it. Tier two. So the story of incest is tier two? No, it's well, Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) Tier one. (laughs) No, and it's not it's not incest. They actually find out they're not related, but I actually liked that kind of dynamic there because like she has this crush on this guy and all of a sudden that that uh, you know obstacle gets thrown away and it's like oh okay this is weird now but then it resolves itself and you're like oh it's fine and that is actually a trope that shows up in a lot of anime and manga don't say that people won't watch probably why avoid it (laughs) (laughs) but this is one where i i give it a tier two because i enjoyed the story it felt like i was being educated on like school in japan and kind of how things worked in a way okay and i learned some new things and i enjoyed the story and so yeah tier two tier two okay all right Next up, we have 2013, The Wind Rises. A look at the life of Jiro Horikoshi, the man who designed Japanese fighter planes during World War II. And this is Miyazaki's final directed film. Yeah, final. Uh, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, John Krasinski, Emily Blunt. Martin so, of Short, course, Werner you're going to love it. Yeah. Right? Well, yes. It's got Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> it's going to be his favorite movie. This one's well, so weird. This is, I would say, hands down, their most beautiful movie. You think? It's, More it's, than Spirited Away? Yes. Beautiful. The animation about. style, they just, it. there's finesse to this. I could watch this in the background and just be happy. That said, it's a darker movie. This is. is a true story. Is, well. Yeah, true-ish, it's, it's right? A, it's true, a biopic. Yes. Very loosely based because Jiro Horikoshi, yes, did mm-hmm. this but the thing with the wife that has tuberculosis yeah. Yeah. was a short story written by somebody else that he wasn't it based oh, really? on someone in miyazaki's life as no. well okay oh. no so this one okay so it's about the guy who invented designed the uh some Mitsubishi fighter planes zero. the zero yeah it's a little weird and i say this as an american it's a little weird to be rooting for a story where the guy invents something that was attacking Pearl Harbor. And he maybe, didn't like that though. He didn't. Right. And that's the whole point of the It's all about aviation. He's, he's, against, he's yes. against violence and like he tries to like, you know, these aren't warplanes. These are just beautiful flying machines. But I still was just like, no, and he's meeting with the Germans at the same time. They're yeah. strategizing together. You're like, oh, in retrospect, this is interesting. It was, well, but it's a little weird. Still good characters throughout. Yes. Very beautiful. Well, and it was very interesting because when you had the earthquake yeah. toward the beginning mm-hmm. and many of the engine sounds, they used voices. Yeah, it's to like, make those noises. Very cool. Huh. To make the grumbling of the earth this and was, the propellers on the planes. Yeah. Wow. It just was very... And this was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Anime Feature, but lost to Frozen, Kent. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, it, it, the reason, it, it sounds really dry, and it is really dry for a while, but then they throw in these little fantasy sequences that kind of keep the interest going. But I had, it got bumped out. Of tier one, and it's a tier two for me. Okay, so it has so many tier Ponyo one elements. Bumped this out, Ken. What? E- yes, easily. <laughs> Honestly, this one is the upper tier two for me because. Oh, you give it tier two? Yeah, I thought for sure Joseph Gordon-Levitt would give it a tier one. Almost. Emily Blunt, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I know it really should. John, John Krasinski. Krasinski. John Krasinski. <laughs> Werner Herzog. <laughs> what? I know his but voice still. is amazing. <laughs> so, but this is a very strong tier two. It is also maybe not the first one you should watch, but still watch this movie eventually. No, this comes as a shock. It's a tier three, but I didn't have enough. How many tiers threes spots. are you given? Do you do you like Studio Ghibli? Dumb question. Wow. <laughs> no, because there is so much about this to love. Yes. Honestly. And again, like I said in the Porcaroso, we find the death contrail again. Yes. This is the one you were referring to before. Yes. 
And so it comes back up. And I like that. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's heartbreaking to watch. And you think of all the people who have died. That's the thing about not this. only just the Japanese people, but yeah. the Americans who were killed by these things, well, the Chinese, just, the, just everybody who was bombed in, in World this War film II. is he's inventing the inventing the planes or designed the planes. Like all these people who had to go up in experimental aircraft. I yes. was like, that is horrifying. Yeah. And another interesting fact is, um, in the documentary I watched Miyazaki's father, was an airplane parts manufacturer during the war. Okay. And yeah. his father was very kind, loving man. Mm-hmm. And so the Jirohori Koshi that you see on screen is probably it's more, like more his, his father, father okay. than it is Jirohori Koshi. Okay, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. And I mean, this should have been evident from a lot of the other things we've talked about, but Miyazaki has a definite love for air travel and flying. Of yes. course. It's and in it, almost it's, every movie. It's unabashed. Yeah. Right. Love of it. But uh, okay. So there we go. Tier two, tier two, tier three. Sorry. Right. I know. Have we really only agreed on one tier one? Yep. That's spirited away. Our next one from 2013, same year, is the tale of Princess Kaguya. Found inside a shining stalk of bamboo by an old bamboo cutter, by an old bamboo cutter and his wife, a tiny girl grows rapidly into an exquisite young lady. This is basically watercolor art. It and is. It has an official name. Yeah. Okay. Does it? It is. It's called Nenga or Nanga. Ah. Let me double check my notes Nyan here. Cat. Yep. <laughs> so uh, voice actors, Chloe Grace Moretz, James Kahn, Mary Steenburgen, who also played husband and wife and elf. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, yep. this must have been made around that time. Okay. It's called Nanga Painting. Nanga painting. Okay. Which is very brush heavy. It's a very, it's a very different style of animation. And this is the longest runtime of any Ghibli movie uh, at 137 minutes. So just over two hours. Now this is going to be a very confusing tale for anyone who is not familiar Holy with cow, yes. Japanese right. folk tales. But then we can all get behind little bamboo, <laughs> little bamboo. And I have to say, Read the parents' guide on. There is some so of this. Joel, some Joel interesting this. I did. I did because uh, as I as I well, I bring these home and I'm like I'm gonna show it to my kids. I'm like I'm gonna check the parents' guide first, and I'm glad I did it for Pompoco. This one uh, <laughs> there was some there was breastfeeding in it, and there's a kid, a little boy who doesn't wear pants for a lot of the movie. Well, because it's it's, it's just ancient Ch- Japan. Yeah, it's ancient Japan. They they walked around they basically don't really have underwear at that time. Yeah. So, and nothing nothing overtly sexual, nothing no. offensive. It's just kind of like you don't expect to see. Uh, a woman breastfeeding in a in an animated movie like this, and so it was kind of like, oh, hey, this one just gets by on its story, obviously, but the art style. And there is a scene, probably halfway through the movie, where she is running away from all these suitors, and you yeah. see every piece of cloth oh, flowing yeah. from her from her, which is gown. very symbolic. Starts streaking the such colors. a cool scene. The, the animation's beautiful on this, right? Uh, this actually also was nominated for a best animated feature Academy Award. Lost to Big Hero Six. Ugh. Can we like? Have given it to the proper Japanese film, right? Instead of it's the, the appropriate film, Japanese exactly. film. Yes, Baymax. He's so cute. Well, you know, I didn't have a problem with Big Hero Six, but it's like after yeah. watching this and having right. known, but, it's like San Francisco barf. No, you yeah. give it to Kaguya. You mentioned that this one is heavily steeped in tradition. Yes, this is based on the tale, uh, the tale of the bamboo cutter, which is considered one of the oldest Japanese prose narratives. So this is so old folklore. I believe it's obviously century. this one. It's what? Tenth I believe century. it's tenth century. Oh, tenth century. I thought you said tier three. Oh, <laughs> what? I didn't like. I didn't care for the ending in this movie, and I don't want to give anything away. But it's so it's so poetic. 
in, in its ending yeah. that I'm like, oh, okay. My kids were not happy with the ending. Right. But that's how it ends. Exactly. It's just too at the end of the, At the end of Little Mermaid, in the story, she turns to sea foam. They changed it for Disney. Just and I'm changed a, it's better bit. for it. And they changed it for Ponyo. Or they yeah. kept it for Ponyo because she got so to I'm stay gonna, with Sosuke. <laughs> for me, this is tier two. I don't think I'll ever watch it again, but I'm glad I watched it. Takahata tends to be the one who is very steeped in Japanese culture and Japanese folklore. It's just very... Japanese right and it's beautiful and it's a tier one okay wow I was waiting tier for a one there tier but two. tier one no it is tier one okay Joel this got bumped you... down what to a tier three cool what and bumped it, it to tier three I don't remember which one it was but this was one where definitely I... the cat returns <laughs> 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 no but this is one I, I was loving the animation and then it just went it went a little long for me and I was like okay Let's let's go somewhere with this. Yeah. And I liked there were definite parts that I loved of this movie. And then the ending kind of soured me. And so like all well, those three together, it was it was dancing near the bottom of the tier twos. And then I can't remember what it was, but something just knocked it right out. And I was like, I hear that. Ugh. Well, it's heartbreaking because you see these people who have raised her. It, it's and it's it's again symbology that they're losing their daughter. Yeah. So our Sorry. final movie or I should say Studio Ghibli's final movie for now, for now. Because they have announced one coming later. It was in 2014, and it is called When Marnie Was There. Now, this is the animated version of Hitchcock's Marnie. Oh. Mm. No. <laughs> no. Not, I've never seen like, Hitchcock's Marnie. I was like, wait a minute. I, was like, I thought no, about it for a second. I'm like, no. No. no, no. no. <laughs> that was supposed to be a joke. Oh, Sorry, I, guys. You have to, re- uh, you have to realize. what just happened? Joel just recoiled and I did. died inside. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. Head. When he said that, my mind went, is it? And I started thinking about it. I'm like, no, no. We're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> so a 12-year-old girl is sent to the country for health reasons where she meets an unlikely friend in the form of Marnie, a young girl with long, flowing blonde hair. Yeah. And this one, uh, it has Haley Steinfeld in it, Kiernan Shipka uh, from Mad Men, and yeah. uh, what, what's the other thing? Uh, uh, Netflix witch show. Sabrina. Yes. Sabrina, the teenage witch. Uh, Catherine O'Hara, Gina Davis, John C. Riley, uh, And this is, like we said, the final one of Studio Ghibli. Once again, they've really mastered their animation craft. This movie is absolutely beautiful. Yes. Well, Two and this was moments. one, d- another uh, Yonabayashi film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Miyazaki really had nothing to do with this film. No, he kind of checked out. So there's a lot of magic to it. So I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, Yonabayashi would ask for advice. Yes. Or he saw it and, Mm. you know, liked it. But Miyazaki was actually fairly hands off with this film. Yeah. This one uh, was also nominated for Academy Award for Best Animated Feature and lost to Inside Out. Uh, uh, Yeah. uh, Well, if you're going to have like a teenage girl dealing with emotional issues. Mm Mm-hmm. And it does. Which which movie takes it? Which teenage emotional Exactly. Issues? And uh, embarrassingly, I didn't actually see Inside Out until two days ago. Oh, wow. In preparation for this. Uh, for, this, for, this <laughs> for this. Because I kind of checked out of Pixar after a while because they were like Cars 2 and Cars 3 and Toy yes. Story 12. And Inside and, Out. And, <laughs> it, you know, and everybody everybody was like, Inside Out is so wonderful. I'm, I'm kind of like Kent with the hipstery thing. When people hype something so much I tend to withdraw because I'm like it is never right. going to live up to their height internal right. finger boop I know <laughs> <laughs> it's not cosmic so, cosmic finger boop uh, this one I, I thought had some beautiful animation the story gets kind of weird in the middle yeah it resolves, for sure. it's, it resolves itself so nicely at the end and I ended up feeling kind of really like I enjoyed it at the end 
and it deals with some really serious emotional issues too. Yes. Like this is one where it an deals attachment with so, social in anxiety a big, big way. and apparently like, and this is another thing I learned from watching all these studio Ghibli films. Cause I do feel like I learned a lot. Uh, just about the culture and the people. This is where I'm like, man, they really do have this kind of country versus city mentality. Like it's it's different worlds and you go to the country to kind of get well and then to the right. city to work. And I ended up giving this one a tier two okay. because I feel like this was a good movie, not one of my favorites, but I did enjoy it. I give it a tier two as well, but a very strong tier two. Hey, but I'm curious, Chris. You're curious about me over here. Yeah, she's going to give it another tier three because she's given like everything a tier three. Yeah, yes, the I am the show. master of the tier three. I actually didn't see when Marnie was there until maybe about three weeks ago. Okay. It has been sitting in my library actually. You have since so many movies you haven't made the time for. I know. Hurry. Well, when you work in the middle of the night and you're sleeping during the day and you, it just, you just vampires out of time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, vampires I, don't watch any movies. <laughs> no, we don't have time for it. We're too busy sucking blood. She said, wait, she said, we. <laughs> Like Ponyo. She's drinking the blood of it's a group. And ham. And so I saw this movie kind of, you know, I had read the Wikipedia on it and mm-hmm. was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Yeah. This knocked Spirited Away out <gasps> as my number one studio Whoa. Ghibli film. Wow. So tier three? This is <laughs> tier one. <laughs> yeah. Tier to one. How <laughs> yeah. dare you? Because Anna is so much me. Mm. Because I grew up dealing with depression and, uh, hey world, I suffer from bipolar disorder. And so I cannot tell you how many days in a row go by that I don't wake up and tell myself that I hate myself. Mm -hmm. So when Anna is telling herself that she's on the outside of everything and uh, I warned you guys that I was going to cry. I've actually been hoping for it. (laughs) It's either you or Joel. I'm 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 going to empathy cry over here. So we're going to make the girl cry. Way to go, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make that our tagline. (laughs) Bacon sale making girls cry since 2019. We did Feminagast. (laughs) (laughs) But I could see myself in Anna. Yeah. Because she spends every day feeling like a nobody mm-hmm. and she wants to be a nobody because mm-hmm. she doesn't feel it like she's of any worth because she sees herself as the foster kid. Nobody loves me. My parents mm-hmm. died. My grandma died. Nobody's there for me. Nobody wanted me. So she just would rather withdraw. Right. So when she goes to the, the marsh in Hokkaido, mm-hmm. cause she, and this is actually the first Ghibli movie to take place in Hokkaido. So, Hmm. random aside. Right. Okay. But she goes and sees this marsh house and just falls in love with it. And she doesn't know why. And then she meets Barney mm-hmm. and they have an instant connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to ruin no, don't, the mystery. That's, that was part of the fun for me was watching it unfold and being like, oh, okay. And when I figured out who Marnie was, I sobbed. Of course. And I have another random story. So when you guys did the, Sixth Sense reading mm-hmm. on for the shows the, the make you cry. The, because uh, congratulations you made me cry yes <laughs> so not since 2019 uh, no we did that one this year too it yes. was 2019 yeah. Yeah, it you're was. welcome my mother's father died when she was nine and when we watched the Sixth Sense together when the mom is at when he tells her you know every day mom yeah. Mm-hmm what did you ask her? And do I make you proud? My mom started to cry. And of course I'm crying over my mom. Of course. Yeah. 
And she told me that she asks that every day of herself because she wants to know if she is making her father proud mm. of her because she never got to know him. Yeah. Right. And so that family history of feeling connected to a family member that you have never met mm-hmm. or a, someone that you don't know, right? yet feeling connected to that really, really is etched into this movie. And mm-hmm. it just, all of that together just made me just bawl. And we watched it again last night because I told my mom after I watched it, I'm like, you, you have watch when Marnie to watch was there. Yeah. when Marnie was there. I'm like, you may not, not Marnie when Marnie was there. Yes. Well, she may have already seen Marnie, but I was like, if you want to know what, it, how I feel about everything, this is my movie. Yeah. And so we actually watched it last night and I'm balling Aww. in it again. again. So it is my number one studio Ghibli movie. And That's it's awesome. unfortunate that it is the final one because yeah, but what a good way to end, end too. I mean, honestly, that's, it's a great movie. Kind of, it has just this legacy feeling to it that I feel, you know, a look backwards versus a look forwards. And I feel like this is, if Studio Ghibli were to never make another, another movie again, this would be a fine. This, this, is, a, this, a this, good, is, a, this yes. is a good yeah. finale to have. So Yeesh, woo. there we go. All right. Well, thank you, Chris, for challenging us to do this, to and watch all the Studio Ghibli movies. And thank awesome. you for coming on the show. You're is welcome. there anything you want to plug or anyone you want to give a shout out to? Nope. She's going to <laughs> Japan in two months, by the way. Which yeah. is Are you going cool. to the Ghibli Museum? No, what? I'm not. I'm not going to have enough time because it's a guided tour. You make tour. time for Ghibli. Yeah. Well, I thought about it, but I'm. Uh, I told you I'm bipolar. I have anxiety issues. Okay. <laughs> so getting That's to like, go. getting to Mitaka from where we're staying, we are arriving a day early, just to make sure that we're there. But it's like it's uh, we're it's covering the four islands of Japan. Wow. Wow. In three Very weeks. Cool. Okay. So I'm not going to have enough time. I will still go back because Anesh, I want to go to Tokyo Disneyland for my first Disneyland trip because so I've cool. never really? been. Yeah. Ah, I had a buddy who helped some design some stuff there. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Before we sign off, we want to give a thanks to uh, Chris again and then give a thanks to our uh, listener, which include Adrian Gray, the actual listener, for Indeed. the time being. Indeed. Uh, Stephen Ross, Jordan Rexick, A More Civilized Podcast, and Scott Sprague. And some more thanks to our Bacon Council, which includes Matt's Mudro, Ryan Farron, Chris Anderson, who's here with us today. Sp- Spencer Myers, The Spirit of 38, and Nicole D. Hale. Awesome. Thank you Welcome so much, Bacon Council. Thank you so much, listener. And if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find Performing Quick Wits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to QW Comedy or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. So until next time, maybe I might love you. Maybe, maybe I, I might love you. Bacon sale. Any flavor. If you want Any to watch flavor. Cat Any. Bananas... I got you covered. Yeah, it's no just, regrets. It's just bananas that have cats in them. Kimi no Wawa. Kimi no Wawa! I'm an old! So are we. Nya. But, or nya. Wait, do their cats really nya? Nya. Nya. Wait, ours, ours don't say ours meow. Have you ever heard cats say meow? What? I totally understood that. That sounds like a minion. Yeah. Yes. Banana. Ken loves minions. Uh, we know. If you add cool in the gang <laughs> with environmental issues, I'm out. But they said about Woody Allen, too. No, yes. What? Totoro is the god of death. What? Here the god go. of death is not See, my thing. Because yeah. I'm not a, a woman who grew up in Japan. 
there was a cosmic anime finger boop. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> He's just too cool. He's too cool for school. No finger boop nice. on Poco. <laughs> you guys both just gave eco terrorists a tier one. Three way finger boop. How dare they do that to Lilo and Stitch? We want to thank you in cat ways. And I'm like, that's not the way I want to be thanked. Ponyo is an agent of destruction. I'm the last person that should say this, but where's the child inside? <laughs> that's so <laughs> this, weird. This show is so weird. I wish Jake were here right now. Oh, yeah. It's Jacob. I was here for five minutes. Thanks for your participation, Jake. I'm here for you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks.